VIP listeners, you are now on the mark. And we have a beautiful show for you today. We got our MLB baseball insider, the great Brett Boone, joining us to ring in this MLB postseason. We're excited. A lot of uh, intriguing, intriguing matchups. A lot of big names, bright lights. And we're going to pick Brett's mind on, on the postseason and his brother's Yankees who are looking to make a run. It's feeling like a Yankees October, but uh, Brett is going to tell us how he feels, and we're really excited to make that happen. Yeah, couldn't be any more excited. It's been a little too long since we have good old Brett Boone on this show, Marky. Uh, For sure. He is a uh, funny guy, number one, and a knowledgeable guy, number two. And to pick his mind... On such an intriguing matchup that's good for the sport, like Yankees-Red Sox, Mm -hmm. is a pleasure. And it's going to be a pleasure for these listeners to hear. Absolutely. I mean, I'm excited for that series. How could you not be such a historic rivalry? Maybe the most historic rivalry in all of sports, not just baseball. And we're talking, you know, Michigan-Ohio State, you know, Packers-Cowboys type of thing. Like historic. Yeah, man, it's up there. But it's it's exciting, uh, Mark. I got to say I'm a little more excited about these Brewers, though. Okay, I know you got big money on them, Benny, and uh, a lot of our VIP listeners weirdly like the Brew Crew. Uh, yeah, they're a cool team. I've really gotten into them. I, I got to be pulling for them. Not only do I have money on them, but my new favorite MLB player in the whole league, soon to be MVP, Pete Davidson. Okay. okay. <laughs> is leading the charge. <laughs> okay, there you go. We'll have to get Brett's take on that one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean,. It's unbelievable the year that that guy's having, you know, about to win MVP, almost hit for the triple crown, dating Ariana Grande, basically owning the show SNL. I don't it's a like, hell of a year. I don't like Pete, uh, Pete Davidson. He's a little weird of a guy, I got to <laughs> say. The fact that he looks like Kristen Yelich helps him a lot to me. Kristen Yelich is an absolute stud. Yeah, he's awesome. Pete, D- Pete Davidson is a total geek. Yeah, listen, I don't hate on him, but he definitely is a nerd. He's out he's out kicking his coverage, put it that way. Oh my god. Good. I, I don't I, I feel uncomfortable looking at the guy. Yeah, not just in the girl department he's out kicking his coverage. I mean in all of life. The fact that that guy uh, oh, yeah, is the star of SNL. Yeah, it's, it's so bogus. Tells us a lot about, you know, what we already know about the Hollywood celebrities. Yeah, absolutely. You know. But gang, when we get back from break, we got MLB Insider. Brett Boone joining us on the mark. Coming up tonight, game four of the Braves and Diamondbacks is Boone. Skies one to deep center field. Back is Williams. It is gone. Monstrous home run from Brett Boone. And it's 9-2 Seattle. Boone with a two-run single in the fifth. And a two-run blast to center. To make it a seven-run Mariner lead. Another satellite in orbit. My goodness. It's rare that a hitter will start trotting from home plate when he hits it to center field. But Brett Boone knew it. Brett. Hey, sorry. My uh, my phone died on the golf course, so I got into my car, and it's taking 15 minutes before it came on so. uh well hey, at least we're back up and running now how was the golf outing that yeah, was all right <laughs> you don't sound pleased i know you're a competitive guy so yeah you, were you do you guys gamble out there when you go out there with your buddies uh, i just i was with my dad and a couple buddies not a big game today 
Okay, fair I enough. I think I won. I think I won. I think I won ten bucks. Okay, fair enough. Well, let's get on to some uh, very big news, some very uh, exciting news. Aaron Boone, I call them Boone's Bronx Bombers, playing the Red Sox tomorrow night, tonight rather, because that's when our VIP listeners will be hearing this interview. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a series. First time the Yankees have seen the Red Sox in the playoffs in some time now. To me, I'm feeling the Yankees right now. It's feeling like a Yankees October. What's the vibe like in the Boone household regarding Aaron's success and the Yankees' success? <laughs> no, it's been a fun year for him. And, and uh, you know, to win 100 games your first season, he's excited. I've talked to him a few times, you know, before leading up to the playoff game. And they got through that. Um, I just look at the whole American League. It's, it's, a, it's tough sledding, no matter who you are. you got four really good teams, you know, from – it wouldn't surprise me if, if any of the four uh, were in the World Series and win the World Series. Um, so I think you got Cleveland over there, Cleveland and Houston, uh, and you got uh, the Yankees, Boston. So yeah, I know the fans are going to be happy. It's going to be a fun postseason, but anything could happen. Uh, Boston had an unbelievable season. I, I don't know what they won, 108, 109 games. Um, but I'll tell you what, Yankees, they, they match up with Boston. And uh, they can beat them. It's going to be tough. You know, it's it's kind of like there's no clear-cut winner in either of the of the American League division series. Um, it's going to be tough, but they can do it. You know, tomorrow, the, w- the way it leads off tomorrow night, you know, you're facing Sale, and, and which Sale are you getting? The the one, you know, when he's locked and loaded or, or one that's a little bit off his game? And Hap's had a, got a great record against Boston. Um it's going to come down to the Yankees got to pick it up and, and throw it. They, they got to play good defense, which has been a little bit of a problem for them. But uh, I know Hap's feeling good going into game one, and, and they came out banging last night. So yeah, that's already. That was it exciting be stuff. Series. It feels like yeah. the athletics have been losing that same game for like 25 years. Now. <laughs> it does. It does. It does. <laughs> It and it's a it's shame because you got to respect them, uh, the way they go about their business. It's unique. They, they they stay relevant. They do stay competitive for the most part. But it really feels like they've been losing that identical game. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with you. That is funny you say that. Yeah. Now so, it's tough. It's the way it's set up. I think it's great in a lot of aspects just including so many more cities down the stretch that are in a pennant race and, and in it. Um, but, to, to you know, someone like Oakland this year, when you win 97 games and you have a one-game playoff and you're going home, you know, you look in the other league, the Cubs, they win 95 games in one game and you're gone. Um, you know, it's different. Next year you, you might win 86 and get into a playoff in advance. So now you're happy with the system the way it's set up. Uh, it's a tough system. Um, even the Yankees, you know, they won 100 games, and they had to win that game just to go on, or they're at home right now. I know. So it's a tough system. It's a tough system, but it's what they've got now. I think the fans enjoy it because, like I said, some some years, this is kind of a anomaly of a year where, where two teams in the same division win that many games. Um but I think in a normal year, you know, it enables somebody to get into the, that one-game wild card, you know, with 88, 89, 87 wins. This year was just happened to be, you know, uh, that the East and the um, 
and the West were, were really good, really good division. Absolutely. You know, what I'm finding uh, so interesting is how bullpen usage has changed the playoffs or how the new format of the playoffs, in a sense, has changed bullpen usage. I mean, you got uh, guys, pitchers coming out in the fifth inning, and then it's a new pitcher every inning throwing 95 to 100-plus miles per hour. The batters are lucky if they see the same pitcher twice in the game. I mean, how, you know, if, if you were involved, if you were still playing the game, uh, you know, and, and you never gave away an at-bat, and you had some great at-bats, of course. How would you go about your postseason approach? I mean, you'd have to kind of change the approach a little bit from the regular season, no? Well, I, I think, you know, with the bullpens, you just got to be well-versed on on that other bullpen. And today, with the technology and all the things we have right at our fingertips, I mean, I would be in there just studying film after film after film, uh, and I would know each and every roster – 10 times over who I could possibly face in a situation. Right. You know, I see the, I see the bullpen matchup like Oakland tried to do it last night. The only problem with the bullpen matchup is, is when you go one guy throwing, like you said, 95 plus every inning. Um, that's great. But let's remember, you know, those, those, those key starters, those marquee starters, the, the Verlanders, the um, uh, who's pitching for Cleveland tomorrow. Kluber. Who's there? Kluber. The Klubers of the world, the Kershaws, the Scherzers. Uh, those guys are number one star starting pitchers for a reason. And, and not to take anything away from bullpens, because there's a lot of talented guys in that bullpen. But the bottom line is you're in the bullpen for a reason, because right. you didn't have what it took to be a starter, <laughs> right. to be a front line frontline starter i used to tease my outfielders you know i said you know you're an outfielder because you're not good enough to play the infield <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it's not that they're not good i mean not good enough it's just some guys have that plus plus arm and they seem better suited for one in, one inning you know air it out let it go but usually too if you're going to face that many bullpen guys um they're going to walk more guys than a top, top of the rotation, number one, number two starter is going to walk. So you have that. And, and I and I just thought about that last night going into the open game. You know, they have a chance, and the Yankees are real patient. And they and they got a lot of guys on that team that will work a walk. And you start, you know, getting behind in the count of that Yankee lineup and putting people on base, eventually you're going to get hurt with the power up and down that lineup. So I see a positive is – is you got nonstop 95, 98 coming at you, and, and that's never fun as a player. But, but the, you know, that's the positive for the – or I'm sorry, that's the negative for the hitter. The positive for the hitter is we're going to wait it out, and one of these guys coming out of the bullpen aren't going to be on their game tonight, and we're going to capitalize on that inning. You know, the Yankees happened to jump on, on them in the first inning yesterday. He got behind in the count. He's having a tough time finding the zone. And, you know, early on, Judge Judge gets him. I mean, that gives um, Severino, who, who's had a really tough second half, that gives him a little life when Judge, Judge hits that two-run home, two homer in the first. Sure. So, uh, and you, you know, know, I don't know. You could break it down any way you want, but it's the postseason. It's fun. It's exciting. And you get hot at the right time, uh, you never know what could happen. And that's what makes baseball, I think, the greatest sport because you've got eight teams lined up. You look at an NFL or 
NBA championship game. It's yeah, it's exciting, but you kind of know who's gonna. It's kind of gonna come down to two teams in the end. Whereas you look at the American League, not not one team if if they were standing at the end would surprise you. Absolutely. Um, so so it's it's gonna be exciting. I'm headed back there. I'm going back there on Saturday. I'm gonna see the game. I'm gonna be in the Bronx Monday night. See see my brother. Spend a little time with him after the game and. Uh, if, short little trip out to the East Coast. If I'm there and there's a chance I will be, I'm going to reach out to you. Maybe we'll have a beer or something it. prior to the game. Uh, you got it. You know, it was funny from when I was watching the uh, the game last night, the Yankees-A's game. You know, Severino, who I liked in that spot, and I thought he did well. I mean, the guy only really got 12 outs, and when they took him out of the game, he got a standing ovation. I mean, that's how much baseball's changed right now. It almost yeah, feels I like mean, I'm it, watching a different game sometimes. Exactly, and I still think you have those guys. You you go try to take the ball from Verlander in the fifth, and he's going to look at you like you're crazy. Get out of here, and that, and that's kind of the old school, and and that's kind of my era. Um, but I think in a one game playoff, especially with the with what the Yankees have in that bullpen, and Betances came in and do a, did a great job. I was in the car from the seventh through the ninth inning, but uh, Betances comes in for two innings and just completely shuts them down. So when when you have that kind of firepower coming out of the out of the bullpen, if you're if you're you know AJ or Hap's going to be pitching tomorrow night, a Severino, if they can give you four or five quality innings and then just unload the bullpen on them, you're going to be in a good situation. But I still think it's key that those early innings are re, are really key uh, to to get out of the blocks and and get it to the bullpen. I'm not going to ask you to make a prediction because I feel like our, our, our VIP listeners, they would just say, well, of course he's going to pick the Yankees. But from what I'm gathering, it sounds like you feel like it's going to be a good series between the Yankees and these Sox. I, th- I think it's going to be a real good series. And, and they played twice down the stretch, and I was kind of, you know, I kind of keep my eye on it. I got t- other things going on, but I try to tune in. Uh, they, they beat Boston four out of the last six. And I know Boston had kind of clinched really early, and mm. those last three games weren't really – they were important for New York, but they weren't important for Boston. I get that. Um, but the fact is they're still beating them, and they know they can They know they know can be beat. You know, and they I, were I was putting up like 10, 11 runs a, a night. Yeah. Uh, Hap has got great success against Boston, and he knows it, and they know it. Um, the, the Yankees have real good success against Price. They know it, and he knows it. Um, you know, I was on a team that won 116 games and you get to the postseason and, and we just had that, that thought of, you know, I'm hearing a lot out of Boston of, Oh, this is the best team ever. This, well, no, you're not, you're not even close to the best team ever. <laughs> best team ever, best team ever wins all those games in the regular season and then carries it through the postseason and then wins the world series. Um, and I'm not saying they, you know, there's a lot of kidding. There's a lot of, sure. it's not that the players are saying that that's just being said about their team. Well, that's why we play the postseason. We'll see how good you are. Uh, no but question. I've been on those. I've been on those teams where, you know, we clinched almost with a month to go in the season, and uh, we got eliminated in the second round. So that was it was kind of a bittersweet season. Uh, Boston's had an unbelievable year. I mean, to win 108, 109 games is off the charts. It's a huge accomplishment. Um, it's historically good. Right, but now it's like all that you can throw all that away. You know, it's like when you go four for five and hit two home runs. It doesn't matter. You got to wake up the next day. It's a new game. <laughs> right, bro. Right. So uh, you know, Boston, they, but they, they've got a team full of professionals. I don't think they're going to take anything for granted. They know the Yankees. 
Uh, if they don't play their best, the Yankees will beat them. I think it's going to be a great series. I really, to be honest with you, brother aside, all that, of course, uh, I'm pulling for the Yankees. But that aside, I, this is such a, a toss-up. I mean, anything could happen. If, if Hap continue, continues uh, his history with Boston and continues that through the postseason, that's pretty good for the Yankees. If Sale is, you know, because Sale had some injuries down the stretch, if Sale isn't that in his prime shape and the Yankees can ding him up a little bit, well, who knows? So Sends I think message. tomorrow will be – yeah, I think tomorrow will be a big sign on, on how Sale comes out and how Hap comes out. And uh, I expect to be a great series either way. But like I said, brother aside, I still couldn't really make a pick and feel good behind it. Like, yeah, I'm going to be right. Yeah, if, it, if, it would be a guess. It would simply be a guess. It yeah. really would. No, well, look, the matchup certainly. Same with the Cleveland. Same with the Cleveland Houston series. I think that's an unbelievable matchup. It is. It's a good. That Houston team is a great team, and that Cleveland is a is a quiet great team. You know, you didn't hear about Cleveland that much this year because they kind of ran away with the division. It was a weaker division, so they were you know 15 games up, and and they won 90 games where where Boston's winning 109 games, so they were quietly. Uh, you know they're quietly a really good team, but didn't get all the hype this year. So Cleveland's dangerous. That's a great match. It's going to be two great series. Uh, and totally. I really could. I'd be flipping a coin if I was telling you confidently who's going to win because I, I don't know. All right, all right. We'll leave it at that. Then we're all very excited. It's going to play out, and uh, we could talk about it afterwards. Now, a local guy to the Philadelphia area, Mike Sosha. Looks like he's finally stepping away from the game of baseball, stepping away from the dugout. Uh, you have any relationship with Mike Sosha? You know, I really don't. Sosha was, uh, let's see, for, I think the All Star game in '03. He was the he was the skipper for the American League. Spent a little time with him there. Uh, of course, I played against him a lot. Um, and, you know, I've done a few golf term- tournaments with him. So to say we were good buddies, no. You know, we're, we're on friendly terms, and, you know, we've interacted through the years. I think Mike's done a great job. I mean, he's he was a, a great manager for the Angels for a long time. Uh, I always remember when I remember Socia, I remember – just how those angels teams, he had them running the bases and how aggressive they were. And they'd go first to third on you to the, to the, to the, to the, to the, um, extreme of, I mean, before we'd go over their team, you know, before a series, we'd have our meeting. And the first thing I'd say in that meeting is these guys will take the extra base guys. And his philosophy is put pressure on the outfielders to throw to the next base. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you put that pressure on them constantly, 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 um, it makes a difference. And that, at that time in the early 2000s, you had us, you had Oakland, and you had um, the Angels, Texas. We had some really good, uh, you know, runs sure. and, and a lot of competition, and, and it was a great division. And uh, the years that the Angels uh, won that division, um, they separated themselves by running the bases. So I know Mike was always prepared. Um, and, and I think he was just a, a real good leader. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, he's a baseball lifer. He put his time in, that's for certain. Yeah, yeah. It, it was kind of funny uh, the other night when the Dodgers were celebrating to see Tommy Lasorda uh, in the clubhouse, getting the champagne poured all over him. 
He's, uh, yeah. he's still out and about at, what, 91, 92 years old. It's remarkable. Ble- bleeding Dodger blue. <laughs> I know. Now, what do you yeah. make of these champagne celebrations after every little accomplishment of the season? I don't remember it always being like that. Well, I, I think, you know, I remember when we clinched the division, uh, you know, we had a little bit of a celebration. It wasn't that big of a deal because we had a long way to go. So it was kind of it was kind of cocktail hour. Okay. You know? Martinis. It was happy hour. Okay. It, it was a happy hour. It wasn't a party. Okay. It was happy hour. Okay. You know, and I think we even brought the kids and the families in for a little bit. Just All kind right. of a hug and a, hey, way to go, guys. We've got a long way to go. Okay. You know, you win the first series, the party gets a little better. Right. You go, you, you win to go to the World Series. Now you have a good party <laughs> if you win the World Series. Unfortunately, I never got to be on the winning side of a World Series team, but that's when the real party is. Okay. You know, that's probably, that's probably when you need a wake-up call the next day. Right to get on the float, but uh, for sure, I think as long as you keep them in check, yeah, achieve what you achieve. You know, it's it's fun. It it is a big deal, especially when you win your first division, sure, or, or you win your first playoff series. That's that's a big accomplishment. So celebrate a little bit, but know that there's a long way to go. So now, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of things about the modern game that I think are cool, mm-hmm. but I'm old school at heart, and there's some are. things I, I really have to get used to. Let's Same. just put it – I'll put it nicely. Sure. <laughs> See, the uh, Major League Baseball put out a playoff promotion commercial narrated by uh, Ken Griffey Jr. With Kenny, yeah. And, uh, and it was a cool commercial, but the underlying theme of the commercial, I don't know if I absolutely love. Well, I, I think what <laughs> we've seen – I think what we've seen from my era to, to present is um, – is it's turned into more of an entertainment industry, if that if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, the no, guys were took it a little more serious. I, I'm all for having a good time and having fun, and and these kids are having a great time, and it, and it's great theater. And to be honest, they're they're really good players, and there's a lot of talent on the field. The talent continues to get better and better, in my opinion. Um, and and how they're presenting the game and the whole the whole package, the way they deliver it to to the audience, I think is improving as time goes on, and they're making it exciting. And the games are great. It's just the celebration are a little much for me. You yeah. know, it, it's it's the walk, and, and it's a it's a party. You know, yeah. it's a base hit with with two outs in the second inning, and it's just pit, fist pumps, seal, and yeah. point to the sky. I mean, every time it's just a little much for me. Maybe it's the grumpy old man I'm becoming, um, but but I'm definitely softening up. You know, I have a I have a kid that's 19 playing baseball and. And it's the way the way it's going, you know. I, and, I don't find myself getting mad at the TV, but it's just it's not the way I would do it. Right, and way. and you know another uh, facet of it could be there are a lot of very young players in Major League Baseball a right lot of now. Really, really so young. They players. may be they may tire themselves out by the time they're yeah. 26, 27, 28, They're probably going to be done with that pump, and it's business as usual. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? They'll be through some more humbling experiences at this level, I'd imagine that might calm all that down yeah now uh, i was watching colin coward's talk show today and he made a point where he said if you were in public and you got an object or a baseball for that matter and threw it as hard as you uh, possibly could intentionally at somebody at somebody's head it would be a criminal case and he was talking about his amazement that that's still involved in the game of baseball in terms of minimal punishment and, you know, a pat on, a pat on the ass from your manager. He was saying uh, it was kind of alarming. He compared it to fights in hockey. 
What's your stance on that? Of course, it can't be regulated because who's the deem? What's intentional and what isn't? Um, well, I mean, this is I thought it was a better. soft, soft stance on Collins' take. I mean, it, it kind of geeked me when he uh, when he presented the it. Soft take as far as what? Like he thought there should be bigger repercussions for for behavior. Essentially, yeah, and and well, and, and the know, whole I, underlying I theme. They, of... I think the reference to hockey fights is is uh, a good one. Because it, that's just a part of hockey. What other sport can you behave that way and get away with it? No, the answer is no other sport. Right. Um, you know they wouldn't tolerate they wouldn't tolerate that in baseball. They wouldn't tolerate that anywhere. Right. You know, it'd be they don't they don't, they don't fine. tolerate it in football. No, but in hockey, that's just the way it is. In yeah. baseball, it's an eye for an eye. It always has been. Yeah. Now, as a as a player, I was always against. You know, I played with a lot of guys that were <laughs> that were uh, mean dudes. Yeah. And if they were going to protect their players, they weren't aiming for for the ribs. They were aiming for their head. Right. And I I was always a fan of no. If if somebody's going to got to go down on the other side, do it in a classy way. Hit them right in the in the back or in the side. Hit them where the meat is. Yeah. Don't hit them in the bone or don't hit them in the head. Yeah. So I'm not for that. I'm, I've got a big problem with that as a hitter. Somebody throws at my head. Sure. But I'll tell you what. If, if there's if there's a beef to be to be evened out. And, and someone on my team wronged somebody in the other team, and I've got to take one just because uh, I was okay with that. As long as you did it in a classy way, hit me in the midsection. You know, I don't like getting hit, but sometimes you got to take one, and, and it's deserving. You know, usually I was mad at a teammate of mine versus mad at the pitcher that hit me yeah. if, if he was doing it because I thought, you know, that's what I expect my pitchers to do to protect me. So I, I didn't take it personal. It was business. Um, and there's really players don't take it that personal. When you start messing around our head, that, that's a different thing. Yeah, that then it kind that's of becomes personal, thing. right? But I'll tell you what, you square me up in the back. Uh, my my pitcher did something that he that he shouldn't have done to one of their guys. Um, you know, that's just part of the game, man. Yeah, <laughs> I no just question. Got, I just got to pack it in, go to first, and get a lot of ice on. Exactly, and you know, I guess that's where my problem comes in. This game has been, be, you know, baseball's been played for a very, very long time now, and people have come to know and love the way it's played, the traditions, what have you. I'm not for, you know, change means it's better. You know, sometimes change is just change. It's not change for the better. And I like the traditions and the way the game is played. And because it's my type of theater, and it's what I enjoy doing coming up, uh, you know, and I don't like uh, to see it get tweaked. And some people shun that train of thought, but it's just how I feel, and I can't help how I feel, Brett. Well, I, th I think, um, you know, there are some things that the, that as, as we uh, go forward as a society— you know, are naturally going to evolve. Uh, I, I'm, I'm an old school guy. I'm not a big fan of changing rules and this and that. You know, the instant replay, um, you know, I kind of like it now with, with uh, you know, the fair and foul home run. So in a big game, the umpire is not going to get it wrong. The bang-bang play at first base, I like replaying that. I don't like the tags at second base. I don't like any of that. I think it's dangerous. I think yeah. if you force a guy to tag a runner – physically put the tag on them uh you, you you're vulnerable to being injured with a spike or something like that it's just as if the throw beat you, you get the tag in you get it out my whole career you're out yeah now you've got to keep it on them and i think that's dangerous i think around second base is dangerous that you got to be anchored to that bag with guys coming in now they've eliminated that you can't take guys out anymore i, I thought that was a part of the game you know as long as you didn't come at me 
uh, illegally and you just came in sliding hard, that was p- part of the game. That job, that, that runner's job was to take me out at second base. My job as a second baseman is I got to kind of be a little bit of an acrobat. Sure. Uh, collisions at home plate. Hey, you strap on the gear. That's part of it. You're going to have some collision. That's what made the game exciting. So yes. I disagree with changing stuff like that. Don't mess with these clocks and the game's too long. Right. I've never been to a game where it was a great game and, and, and you bitch and moan on the way home going, that game was too long. <laughs> right, if right. it's a bad game, the game's too long. Right. It's like going to a movie. Right. If you go to a two-hour movie and, and, it's, and it sucked, it was too long. If you go to a three-hour movie and it was great, you don't even know how long. Exactly. So time for me has never been a problem with it. Let's keep the game as wholesome and as old school as we can, because that's what's made it great for all these years. And, and change, evolve a little bit with the times. Yep, technology. And, and, yep. and technology, but let's not. Now you don't want to see robots. Um, you don't want to see robots for umpires, do you? No, uh, of course not. You got to keep the human element. Yes. You got to keep. The human Agreed. Element. All right, now let me ask you a question, Brett, because I, I, I truly consider you baseball royalty. And I don't mean that as a joke. I'm being very sincere. But put yourself, let's say, in my shoes. You're just an average guy, a fan of the game. Uh, I'm by no means a Yankees diehard fan. I'm a Phillies guy, but I've always liked and admired the Yankees. Uh, We all know what Yankees and Red Sox means to sports. How much would you pay for a Yankees-Red Sox playoff ticket, we'll say, the first game at Yankee Stadium uh, coming up? If I'm you? If you're an average show, me, well, yes, uh, me. That's a loaded question. What's my job? What's uh, my job? All How right. much am I making a year? You're, uh, you're a, I can't reveal that. You're a podcast host and a bartender. Oh, man, it's your passion. Oh, it'd probably be like for me when I was in high school. Uh, <laughs> I just got compared to a high school. Oh, sorry, buddy. sorry. <laughs> It would probably be equal to me, me in high school, and I got to get tickets to that Van Halen concert. Damn it, I'm gonna blow it all because I got to be in the first five rows. Okay. So I'm I'm spending way more than I feel comfortable with spending, but it's passionate to me. So whatever it costs, I'm in, and I'm gonna wash a few more cars next week. Okay, <laughs> all right. So at age 30, I just got compared to a 16 year old, but that's all well, right. Well, the, t- the thing is, for a Van Halen ticket back there. You know, the money was different, too. So I'd probably have to whip out $115 for that fourth row seat. Today, that fourth row seat might be $2,000. So the money's different. The money's different. You know, back in the day, uh, in the 90s or in the 80s, you could probably get a really good playoff seat for for 80 bucks, 100 bucks at Anaheim Stadium. If you want to have a really good playoff seat for Yankees-Boston, who knows? What do you got to pay on stuff up? Well, Five thousand right now. A, a very average seat. All right, is is looking like three hundred right now for an average seat. You know, it's not it's not the penance here. If you want a good seat, either. you can pay upwards of five eight thousand. Right? Sure. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It's wild. The the so. ticket market is insane. Believe me, there was there was no disrespect meant by that. Oh, are you kidding me? It was hilarious. And, I, and no. I was just thinking about Yankee Stadium and how expensive those seats are. Yes, of course. I mean, you know, it was funny. My dad asked me. He said, "Do you got tickets for the game?" I said, "Well, Aaron Boone will have a big problem if I go to VIP and my tickets." Are- <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I mean, no. it, it's it's going to be an electric atmosphere. 
Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I've been to a few games at the beginning of the year when I would go back there to see my son, and I popped into a few games. This was my first time at New Yankee Stadium. Yes. And, uh, you, you know, it's interesting. It's still the Bronx. It's still the same attitude. I love New York fans. Mm-hmm. and um, But it's different. It's not like the old stadium. <laughs> There's just something about it that's different. Agreed. A little, le- little less blue state, collar for sure. Unless you played in the old stadium, you don't. The people don't know what I'm talking about. You know, these current players, they probably don't know what it's like, the old Yankee Stadium. It was yeah. just something historic and iconic. And when you stepped onto the field, you just knew where you were. Did you didn't it, even need to open your eyes. You know, it's like going to Fenway. It's like it going to haunted? Wrigley in that playoff atmosphere. It's just, for some reason, you know you're somewhere special. Did you have any, like, out-of-body experience? You ever see a ghost in any of those back hallways? No, no ghosts. No ghosts. All right. All right. Fair (laughs) enough. Brent, I'm telling you, if I'm up in the Bronx uh, Monday like I'd like to be, I'm going to reach out to you. would love to get a beer with you for sure. Uh, It would be uh, a great time. Uh, We really appreciate you joining us on the show, man. And we're pulling for the Yankees. Brent, always a pleasure. You are Hit now... me up. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You got it, man. Sorry about being late. All uh, right. All good. You're now off the mark, Brett. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Betty Brett delivered bigger than ever before. Uh, our MLB on the mark insider, Brett Boone, is fantastic. Absolutely. He's the best, man. He, he cracks me up. Absolutely. Awesome guy. He's he's baseball through and through. Yeah, I could talk to him all day. He is the man. I know our VIP listeners love hearing him. He's uh, he's pulling for his brother. How could you not? The sure. Yankees are a very likable team. Aaron Boone's a very likable guy himself. I thought he was fantastic when he would be announcing the games. And he was, to be honest with you, always an announcer I admired. Yeah, I always loved both of the Boones. Yeah, what a family. And don't forget, of course, Bob. Uh, Philly's icon. Um, what a uh, what a conversation! I'm really excited for postseason baseball. It's great stuff. And who better to you know ring in the postseason baseball time with than our on the mark MLB insider, the the legendary Brett Boone? Absolutely, it was fantastic having a Marky. But I'll say this personally, I'm not rooting for the Yankees. I'm pulling hard against the Yankees. Not like I'm pulling for the Red Sox either. But I'm certainly not pulling for the Yankees. All right, I get you. I get it. We all have. We know we. You have your reasons. I have my allegiances. You know, just like Brett has his. That's right. I would like to see the Indians come out of that other series. I will say that. That's who I got my money on. All right, there Indians you go. Indians and Brewers. Those are my two. There you go. It's going to be. A, it's going to be a good ride. There's nothing like October baseball. Think small, and big things happen in October. Absolutely. Go tribe, man. Go tribe. Until next time, on the mark. Fastball belted deep to left field. Burns to the track to wall. Get out the ride for that Buster Grandpa. It is grand salami time. Here in the first. Oh, my. The Mariners have four. They have four just like they got four in the first. Baseball is what gets inside you. It's what lights you up. 
You can't deny that. It just got too hard. It's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great.